The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about 10 miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 8 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. Yesterday, we began listening to a sermon by Elder John Morgan Owens regarding the problem of worry. As we saw in the first half of this message, worrying is a problem that afflicts everyone. Some do worry more than others, but all of us worry to some extent. Brother John Morgan admonishes us to overcome worry by looking to our God and His faithfulness and His power as a remedy for our worrying. Join us today as we hear the conclusion of this very convicting sermon entitled The Problem of Worry. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. Blessed assurance, Jesus is
need to realize as a child of God, as, as one of God's uh, creation, one of His creatures, that, that He has given you some beauty. Okay? Now, uh, that is in your, in your born again uh, and in your redeemed spirit, God has implanted beauty within you. Okay? So you don't have to go out and chase some beauty or worry about some beauty that you want to you look like everybody else. You are not like everybody else. You are different. And, and that is beautiful. And God has given you beauty. And you need to rest in that. Okay? And I'll say again, don't stop caring about the way you look. Okay? We don't want to come here to church with a bunch of people that don't care about the way they look. Okay? Let's just be honest. All right? But we don't want to be in a church with people who are constantly worried about anything. Worried about their health, worried about the way they look, whatever it is. Uh, verse 30, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall He not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Now here is where the rubber meets the road, okay? Here's where Jesus tells us the problem. Your, the worry problem is not a problem about that future thing that's coming. It's not a, you know, you worry about your health and you say, well, you know, if I were to come and to ask you while you're, you know, in your worry, what's the problem? And you would say, my health, or I'm worried about this procedure that I'm going to have done. Or I'm worried because I'm feeling these things and, and Google says this is what it means. <laughs> okay? Does that, does that catch anybody besides me? <laughs> you know, the worry and the thing is not the problem. Here's the problem. A lack of faith. Now that hurts. Man, that hurts. You think about the, uh, the Israelites. Perfect example of this, of worry. The Lord delivers them in miraculous and mighty ways. You know, in, in all of those plagues that He hit Egypt with, and He, he delivers them out, into, uh, out from Egypt on their way to the Promised Land. And what happens? The very first time that they experience something where they begin to worry, they, they begin to worry that they're going to die out there in the wilderness. They're worried about some future problem that they'll die. They're worried that they're going to run out of food and die in the wilderness. You know what the problem is? It's not that there's a lack of food. It's not that they just ran into the Red Sea and the Egyptians are coming. It's a lack of faith. It's the problem. Now that convicts me. Man, that hurts. That hurts to just boil it down and say, what's the problem, John Morgan? What's the problem? It's you have a lack of faith in the power of your God. And that hurts, man. We, we criticize the Israelites. We have been uh, reading through uh, uh, the Bible at home. We've been reading through Exodus. And you sit there and you say, how could you have this uh, sore attitude? How could you honestly believe that God is going to let you die out there in the wilderness and not feed you when He's done all these things to provide for you? We, we criticize that. And we, we may even say, oh ye little faith. But here's the problem, is that that is me. That is me and you. 
You can, you can look, and, and while you're sitting there worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, what you think is going to happen tomorrow, you know what? You can sit there and you can look back and say, God delivered me in this time. God delivered me in this time. You think he's going to abandon you now? He's not going to abandon you. Do you believe he's able to deliver you? Do you believe that he will deliver you? That's, that's something for you to wrestle with. So it's a faith problem, not a worry problem. It's a faith problem. Next time that you come up into a situation that you're worried about, which I, I suspect will probably be sometime this afternoon, if not right now, and you're worried about what's going to happen in the future, ask yourself this question, is your God able to deliver you? And you know the answer to that. You know He is. Do you believe that He will deliver you? It's the second question. Okay, This is a question that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had as, as they came up to that place where uh, the king blew all the trumpets and everybody was supposed to worship this false god. And, and many people, many of us, would cave in because of worry about what was going to happen. We, were, we might be worried about the furnace so much that we would cave in. And what did they do? They're a perfect example. They said, we're not careful to answer thee. We don't, we're not worried about how we answer you because we know that our God is able. They knew that God was able to deliver them. But listen, the, the second part of that question is, uh, do you believe he will deliver you? They said, they said, we know he'll deliver us, but if not, <laughs> we're still not going to bow. So that is a faith where you say, I know God is able to deliver me. He, I've seen him do it in the past, and I know that he will. But if he doesn't, <laughs> if he chooses not to deliver me, then that's, that's what I want anyway, right? <laughs> you know, if, if God um, doesn't deliver you and he... And he uh, wants you to experience going through that, that for whatever reason. That may just be the best thing, okay? <laughs> now, I'm not talking about God coming in and orchestrating everything to happen, but we know that God is providential in the way that He cares for you. It's a faith problem. All right. Let me, let me uh, finish reading this. Verse 31 of John, uh, Matthew 6 says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Do you believe that God cares about you? He knows exactly what you need. You know, can you even, we can't, but I just want you to try for a second. Imagine what God sees when He looks at you, okay? He sees everything that you need, even down to, to the molecular level. He knows exactly your needs. He knows exactly your conditions that you have. He knows everything about you. And yet we worry that, God doesn't, that God's not going to provide for us what we need. Now that's sad. I believe that God is providing for you every day that you breathe, every day that you get up and you are in service to Him. It's a day that, the, that God has provided for you. He has given you everything you need to get there. He knows your needs. 
You know, that's one of the problems when we come to Him in prayer. I've been in situations of, of such worry. And I feel as if I've got, to, I've got to tell God exactly everything that I need. And I'm, and I'm worried and I, I can't spell it all out. You know, you've got to remember, when you come to God in prayer, He already knows what you need before you ask it. Okay? So, sometimes... Sometimes the, the easiest and the best thing for you to do is just to say, Lord, help me. You know my needs. Provide for me, okay? You don't have to go through and, and explain to God everything you need. You, you see how silly that sounds? He knows exactly what you need. Here's what he says. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. All right, so this is, we're, we're kind of finally getting to the, we, we've sprinkled in a lot of practical stuff in the way, we're getting to the practical point here. What's the first thing for you to do to combat worry? Okay? Seek first the kingdom of God. Okay? It's hard, it's hard to just say stop worrying. Okay? You need, you need to do something else. Okay? You need to seek God first. That's going to accomplish several things. That's going to build your faith. We've already established the fact, Jesus has established the fact that worry is a faith problem. When you're seeking the kingdom first, seeking God first, it's going to help with the faith problem. Okay, It's going to build your faith. It's also going to address that other thing that we talked about, which is if you're worried, get closer to your shepherd. Okay, So seeking the kingdom first is going to accomplish a lot of things. It's going to build your faith so that you worry less. It's going to get you closer to your, your shepherd who's going to protect you. Maybe your worry is an assault from Satan, okay? And getting closer to the Lord will help you and, and protect you from that. All right, let, let me kind of sort of wrap this up here. Um, let's go to Isaiah uh, 43 very quickly. Isaiah chapter 43, I love this one. It says this, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. You know, one of the, one of the greatest things for you to remember in the midst of worry is that God has redeemed you. <laughs> He's called you by name. You're His. You know, so... Even if, even if your worry becomes real and that thing that you're dreading, it comes and it's even worse than you thought it was. <laughs> you know what's the answer or what, what is the end for a child of God who is redeemed by the blood of Christ is that you will be in the presence of God. Even if that thing that you're worried about ends in your death, <laughs> you will instantly be in the presence of your God, okay? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know, if we had that in our mind always, and if, and if we didn't listen to the lies of Satan as he tries to distract us from that point, we would be good. <laughs> if we remembered that the God of the universe shed his blood for me, and he loves me and purchased me, that thought will save you from a lot of worry. And then he says here, When thou passest through the waters, I'll be with thee. 
and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia uh, and Seba for thee. Well, you, you could read the rest of that. It, it's, it's, it's more of that, which I love. God is telling you, don't be afraid. Don't worry. Because I love you. He gave the world for you. You see, he says he gave Egypt for thy ransom. Egypt represents the beauty and, 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 the, and the wealth of man. And he says, I gave all of that away. I traded that in for you. You think God's going to abandon you? He's not going to abandon you. All right, 2 Corinthians 10. So we're talking about the problem of worry. Worry, in many regards, is a form of spiritual warfare. Okay? There, there is a sense in which, and I, I, I believe this firmly, that most of the time that you worry, if not all the times that you worry, <laughs> uh, Satan or somebody that works for him is trying to distract you from something that is more important. Okay? So... Remember that next time. <laughs> Remember that next time you begin to worry. And, and, and zoom out a little bit and say, what is going on that is more important that, that Satan's trying to distract me from? So in, in, in that, that vein of thinking of spiritual warfare, we come to this passage in 2 Corinthians 10, uh, verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. All right, so I'm going to stop there. Uh, the idea that we're given here is that God has given you weapons. And the warfare that we wage is not physical, okay? It's not, we're not going out and, and trying to slay the infidels, okay? <laughs> we are waging a warfare that is spiritual. And that's far more intimidating if you really think about it. <laughs> and the fact that your warfare doesn't stop. It doesn't stop overnight. It doesn't stop when we're apart from each other. Spiritual warfare is always a reality. But he's, he's saying this, God has given you weapons that are mighty. Uh, he says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You may feel like you're pretty weak, but God has given you the power through faith in the spiritual warfare to pull down strongholds. When, when you're worrying what's happened, is that Satan has come in and he has built a stronghold there and he is waging war against you. And God has given you, through His Spirit, He's given you the ability to pull that stronghold down. And it says this, casting down imaginations, that's ultimately what worries are, right? These, as, as you know, psychologists would say, intrusive thoughts, thoughts that come in and you can't keep them out. That's really what these things are. They're imaginations. They're things that are in your head. 
that are most likely not even going to happen. They're just imaginations. But God has said, you have the power through God to pull down these strongholds, to cast down these imaginations. So, let's say that, that a worry comes in. Uh, Satan or one of his minions builds that stronghold of worry, and you can't get past that. You're worried about that procedure. You know, maybe they, they, uh, the doctor noticed something on the scans they didn't like, and so you're going in for a follow-up visit. And you can't get past that stronghold that Satan has built up there, and you're worried about it. Here's what God has, has told you, that you have the ability to go up to that stronghold and to tear it down through faith, okay? Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but here's... I want to give you an illustration of how this might work, okay? Uh, in 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, he says this, Casting all your care upon Him, upon Jesus, your great high priest, for He careth for you. So, talking about casting down these imaginations, one way that you do that is by casting your care onto your Savior. And, and remember this. Remember that Jesus is our great high priest. He is, he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Remember what Jesus experienced in the Garden of Gethsemane. As he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood, and he was in agony of spirit. Now, I'm not saying that he was, he was worrying in the way that we worry, okay? Because we worry in a sinful way. He was, he was sitting there looking ahead to the cross and, 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 and knowing what he was going to experience. That's a whole different story, okay? He is looking ahead to the eternal wrath of God being poured out on him for my sins, okay? So he could be in anguish of spirit, <laughs> But nonetheless, he knows what you feel like when you feel that anguish of spirit. Us and our much, much lighter variants of it. So, he's somebody who you can go to and knows exactly how you're feeling. And this is how you cast down those strongholds. You cast them onto him in your prayer. You ask him to help. Okay, now how, how do we do this? Like I said, uh, you don't have to sit there and spell out every single way that you need help in that situation because he already knows it. So here's what I would encourage you to do, okay? Very, very practically is, is when you have that worry, you say, Lord, help me in this situation. You know my needs. I pray that you would provide, okay? And then what, and then what do you do? You leave it there, okay? Leave it there. Now, I know that's easier said than done. But remember, what is worrying about it going to do? It's not going to do a thing, right? Leave it in the hands of your God. But it's not just good enough to leave it there. Let's, let's look at um, Matthew chapter 12. And let's look at verse, um, verse 43. I'm not going to pretend... Uh, that I know everything about what's happening in this passage, but I, I think we can learn some lessons from it. Uh, verse 43 of Matthew 13 says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. Uh, so imagine 
this stronghold of worry that you've now cast down, that you've cast it upon God and you have, uh, you've asked Him to help, you've prayed to Him, you've cast it upon Him because He cares for you. That, that unclean spirit, if you will, has <laughs> now been thrown out and it's out there wandering around. Uh, he's out there, finds no rest. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. All right, so imagine this. Imagine your heart as a, uh, as a, as a, as a room, okay? And you've got that, you've got that influence of Satan, uh, uh, that stronghold making you worry. And then you cast it out. See, this is, this is why we all feel like that prayer doesn't help. We say, well, it just keeps coming back. Here's what happens is that that, that evil spirit, that evil presence, that stronghold gets cast out when you pray to God. The problem is that you don't fill your heart back up. You don't put somebody on guard there. So what happens is that thing just comes right back in. Maybe you have a few minutes of peace from that worry and then the worry slips right back in. Why is that? It's because that evil influence comes right back and he sees, he sees that heart and it's completely, it's just ready for him to come back in. It's swept, it's clean, it's like, uh, it's like the, the hotel room that's perfectly, uh, perfectly swept up. You know, if you, were to, um, if you were to go into a hotel room and you walk in, and the first thing that you see is everything's clean, everything's folded up, everything's tidy. You would assume this is, this is okay for me to be in this room. What happens if you come into the room, and there's keys on the table, and there's some money out there, maybe there's a, the card key on the, on, the, on the table, the dresser? You would assume it is not okay for you to go in that room, right? <laughs> Same principle applies when you've got this worry, this worry comes back to you and it sees, wow, this, this place is ready for me to come back into it again. So here's what I'm saying. When you cast down that imagination and you cast it upon God, what do you do then? Okay, you need to fill that room up with something. Okay, you need to bring in another resident into that room. Here's the easiest way to do that. Obviously, you know the resident is. The resident is your Savior, your shepherd. That's the easiest practical way to do that is once you pray for your problem and your worry and you cast it on God, leave it there, leave it at His feet, and pray for somebody else's problem, okay? Focus on your brothers and your sisters because they have problems too, okay? They have worries too. Begin praying for them. And you will feel the presence of God filling that room, okay? There's not going to be any room left for that worry to come back if you, are, if you are praying for the people of God. All right, so let me just recap. I've only got two minutes left. I didn't really get to get into all of what I wanted to talk about, but a recap. Worry is a, uh, is a faith problem, okay? What do we do about it? Seek first the kingdom of God. That involves, that involves prayer. That involves going closer to your shepherd. It strengthens your faith, which is the whole root of the problem. And it gets you closer to him for protection. Cast down those thoughts. 
with those mighty weapons of warfare that God has given you and cast them upon your Savior who cares for you. And then once those, those thoughts are cast out, replace those thoughts. Replace them with thoughts of love and of kindness towards your brothers and sisters in praying for them, okay? Uh, and, and deepen the relationship with your master. I've got one minute. Now, this is, this is talking about worry. Now, we, we, can, we can open up a whole other can of worms and talk about, about uh, chronic anxiety and, and physiological disorders and mental disorders and things like that. Maybe we can talk about that later. But there are, there are, some people have conditions, whether it be some type of chemical uh, deficiency, imbalance, uh, neurotransmitter things in their, in their bodies that make them prone to generalized anxiety, which is essentially anxiety, but there's no connected source of it, okay? Now, there, that can be some problems that these, this sort of um, technique is not just going to work for every time, okay? But even then, even for those people, I want to remind us that, that in 2 Corinthians 12 uh, and verse 7, Paul was reminded that the grace of God is sufficient for you. Even if you're one of those people who, who uh, maybe have medical problems that, that, that create deep-seated anxiety and you can't shake it, and, and maybe you don't even know what you're worried about, right? Even for you, God's grace can sustain you through that. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com that's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.